the show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. What has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Newton Price Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! You believe the Cops have won this game. Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert, Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good Wednesday morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. JB, JC, and Phil here until 1 o'clock this afternoon. It looks to be a breaking news type Wednesday for South Carolina football. And so as the show rolls, rolls along, we will... I don't know what that is in the background, but as the show rolls along, we will update you with what we know uh, when it comes to uh, the commitment watch list for South Carolina. Last night, Shane Beamer made some waves here in the Palmetto State as he did tweet out a couple of welcome homes. We believe we know who they are, but uh, we will wait to see what is said from those prospects themselves. And the noon hour today could prove to be quite interesting as well for South Carolina. We'll let J.C. fill us in on that just a little bit more here in just a few minutes. There were eight upsets last night in midweek baseball. South Carolina was not one of them. Ten runs on the board. They defeat Charleston Southern. And South Carolina now just nine wins shy of 40 in the regular season, 31-6 and six after defeating the Bucks at Founders Park. Gavin Casas went yard. Carolina moves on. Tomorrow night they bring in the Florida Gators for the first of a three-game series in the Midlands. It's a top-six matchup nationally ranked by D1 Baseball. Tomorrow evening's game is also nationally televised on ESPNU. But as we often encourage you, the best in the business, in the radio business, that is, Derek Scott and Tommy Moody, that's where you want to listen. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of Carolina baseball, coming up in 14 minutes, and we will be right on the nose with him so we can make sure that we get all the time we can. Monty Lee will join us here on our program. Coach Lee, of course, with South Carolina, and they are leading the nation in home runs, if you maybe haven't heard that. There's also a guy who might be the leader to be freshman of the year nationally not just in the SEC. Ethan Petrie recently broke the home run record, freshman home run record set by Justin Smoke, maybe the best hitter to ever wear a uniform at South Carolina. Funny enough, Monty Lee coached Justin Smoke when he was a freshman and a sophomore and a junior 
and he's got this kid as a freshman. So he coached one to break the other's record. I don't know how happy that makes Smoke, but we'll find out soon enough. So Monty will be here in about 13 minutes or so. With that said, though, hey, JC, hopefully Chicago's treating you well. I know this in the low country of South Carolina. There's not an ounce of humidity. There's not a cloud in the sky, and it's set to be 83 degrees today. Absolutely beautiful for both What's up? Yeah, not, not, there was snow uh, Monday, right? Um, and then yesterday, it got progressively better. It was a very pleasant day, and I think I, I just got, got the weather alert from this thing called the Patch Local News. It said 80 degrees and thunderstorms. So yeah. – um, <laughs> The dog will be uh, scared uh, today. He doesn't like storms. Like, he gets real nervous. Uh, it's almost like he can tell when it's coming. He'll start to pant. and uh, I think he doesn't understand that he's inside, so he gets under the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you can always tell when there's storms coming. And he's, uh, he's a nervous wreck right now, so we'll probably be getting some rain. Hope it doesn't knock the power out here at uh, Casa de Sherbert. But uh, that's, uh, that's the deal there. What's the weather like in the upstate there, Philip? Dr. Phil? Classic oh, Phil. Classic Phil, yeah. Oh, beautiful day. Look at that. A big Chamber of Commerce day up here in the upstate oh. like it is down there in the low country. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, beautiful day in Oconee. I'm assuming you're talking about Lake Oconee there. Uh, Matthew Reiser in the Nana Sports chat box. What a be- beautiful part of Southeast. And uh, so we appreciate you certainly for uh, tuning in. Craig uh, chimes in. Jack Gaglione hit another bomb last night for the Gators. He can rake leads the country yeah well the two guys that lead the sec in in home runs are going to be facing off starting tomorrow night uh, this series is uh is going to be fantastic we'll talk to monty about that plenty but jc i know a lot of people want to get at least a, a some type of leadoff comment from you as it pertains to carolina football last night shane beamer tweeted out a welcome home and and then he tweeted out another one uh and uh it looks like there's also a couple of announcements being made today by guys whom are considered major leans to the program. There's also other scuttlebutt about whether there's something else going on that nobody knows about, at least publicly. So fill us in. uh, Basically, I'd say the last 14 or so hours of what you've learned and what you can share on the South Carolina recruiting front. I think South Carolina fans are going to be happy uh, when all this is announced. Um, I think – you know, it, it, it's two guys that I think if you were projecting the class, you would have probably penciled them in. But it, uh, I'll put it this way. These guys weren't necessarily like locks. Like, I, and, and there are no locks, right? I, I say that over and over, but there's no locks. But, you know, these guys are guys that you kind of felt pretty good about the game guys getting. But uh, I don't – like I said, I don't know that it – like in some of these announcements recently, <clears throat> the, the cat was sort of out of the bag, so to speak. Um, I don't, I don't know that this was like a, oh, the cat's out of the bag kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's always, I think, more fun <laughs> when you're following it to kind of get a, 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 a somewhat of a surprise, you know, when these announcements happen, and you go, oh, okay, you know, um, I, I don't think it's like a. Uh, out of nowhere surprise. I, I remember the day Marshawn Lloyd committed, and uh, that kind of that was a labor uh, Memorial Day. I was actually had my first date with my fiance in Nashville, and was driving back to Atlanta after dropping her off at the airport. And I had to pull over on the side of the road because I think Keith texted me or called me and said Marshawn Lloyd committed. <laughs> and you know Keith's accent. 
Yeah. Like Marshawn Lloyd committed. I was like, oh, man. And I had to pull over right there in Manchester, Tennessee, and kind of gather my thoughts. Because <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that anybody expected that to happen at that point in time. Um, and, and so th- th- this would not probably be like one of those kind of out of nowhere things. Uh, but it's, it's not – it's not not like Josiah Thompson, where I think you know, kid from Dillon says alludes to the fact that on his visit that he knows where he's going, sets an announcement date, and all that. I, I think that was not that was a great pickup. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like a a, a nice surprise. So how about that? It's just going to be a nice surprise. Um, and of course, Mike Williams did say he's announcing today. Uh, connect the dots with that if you want. The Great Wall of Carolina. <laughs> continues uh, if that indeed is one of them. And then the other one, a lot of like, a lot of nice, good guesses going on uh, in the chat box and on the big and elsewhere. And uh, we'll see ultimately who it ends up being. Yeah. You have something, Phil? Were you about to chime in there? No, I was just. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. No, Phil's I, I, looking at, at film and the crystal ball and trying to see, like, how well, is it? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I literally am. I'm, I'm reading article on the big spur. <laughs> looking at the message boards. So I'm like, all right. These guys really know what they're talking about. Yeah, Wait a second. Do. What's he talking about? <laughs> Let me go to the big spur and see if I can read up on it. Yeah, no, I, um, uh, JC, I, I did speak to someone yesterday, long before the commitments were announced last night, um, who did say that, hey, look, the next probably couple of days, it, it, you know, Carolina looks to add a few commitments, potent- or I'm sorry. A couple of commitments potentially, uh, and then of course with the portal opening, there's going to be movement uh, starting from the inside out, leaving Carolina, and then of course South Carolina adding. So there, there's going to be for the 23 roster, the 24 roster, all those type things. A lot, we're going to see a lot of movement in that over the next week or two, is what I was told. But then this source also said, much like something you told me last week, a source that mentioned something to you, and this is a pretty good one as well. I, a really yeah. good one, as a matter of fact, who said to me. I'm, I, I really can't believe my eyes right now with what's going on. And he said, honestly, if you if you were sitting in the room with this staff, with Coach Beamer, with the, anybody and everybody who's involved in recruiting, because it's so it's so much very it's very hands on in that building. Like people that want to bang on Montario Hardesty for not recruiting, I don't actually think that they understand what he does behind closed doors to help get other guys on campus as well. And, and so it's very much a collective effort. And and the way that it was described to me is that he he not not only does Shane and the staff understand recruiting and understand collective recruiting and understand how to kind of pick each other up and and just kind of fill in the gaps to make sure that nothing ever slips through the cracks when it comes to recruiting. It's working at a pace that we've never seen in South Carolina. And if it stays at this pace, any of those classes that Clemson signed just a few years ago. You can wave those bye-bye as the best classes that they've ever seen come through this state. Just with the prospects that are that are that Carolina is heavily in on. Now, look, it doesn't mean that 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 eight and five record last year is all that's going to matter. Like they got to go win games. They they have to go out this fall and win games, probably in order for some of these guys to actually eventually land at South Carolina. As you said often, JC, you got to keep winning. And you got to prove that you're headed in the right direction. You're not just a one trick, one trick pony, and those type of things. So there are a couple guys out there where winning is going to m- much more matter than with some of these other ones. But again, combining sources here with the people we've talked to behind the scenes, 
I, I, it, it, it leaves you a little bit at a loss for words, and that's, that sounds very dramatic, and, and I don't mean for it to be, but it is dramatic, so I'll just say it that way because we've never seen this. And so it's <laughs> getting excited about it is okay. It, letting yourself get excited about it is okay, and I don't imagine that that could do anything but help all these prospects and certainly help Shane Beamer and his staff. Well, it's, um, it's kind of fun. Um, well, Shane Beamer just tweeted another welcome home. Yeah, there you go. And so, yeah. so there's, there's, so, right, there's three. All right, here we go. Uh, Rank this but, thing um, up. you know, it's, uh, Hey, hail McGrath. Here's something hilarious too. Hail post on the, on the, on the big spur, my current FYI, my current status. He's like scheduled off the next few days, and he's on the <laughs> golf course. <laughs> <laughs> that's you have to understand that's classic hail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> classic. He's got that dry sense of humor. It's like real understated but hilarious. So uh um, I hope he is off. I mean, I hope he is enjoying uh go a little bit. Maybe he joined travelingcountryclub.com and uh, he, he got that going. But yeah, so there's three. So you can kind of connect the dots, uh, I think with two of them. <laughs> but uh and the third one, like I said, just be a nice surprise for everybody. It's just, just a nice surprise, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and I think I texted both of you this, Phil and Jamie, yesterday. I was looking at the 2025 rankings, and, of course, they updated them right after uh, I put this together. And so uh, it's no longer the case. But uh, uh, I looked at our 2025 rankings at, from 24-7 sports. And so 2024, of course, is going great. Uh, South Carolina for the class of 2025. As things stand today, okay, and and this is today, so you, you, you know you kind of, and I'm not one that likes to look way down the road or anything, but you know you kind of peek around the corner a little bit because it matters. South Carolina leads or is in the top two for the number one player in the country, mm-hmm. for the number two player in the country. They lead for the number thirteen player in the country, uh, for Mississippi, Caleb Cunningham. Number one is. Of course, David Sanders, the tackle from Charlotte. Number two is Elijah Griffin, the D tackle from Savannah. So those are just over the border places. It's close to South Carolina, right? Uh, the 13th player in the country is Caleb Cunningham, uh, the wide receiver from Choctaw County, Mississippi, who visited and named the Gamecocks as a leader. Uh, and then Amari, uh, Amari Adams from Lake City, who dropped in the rankings for some reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's kind of a, he's the number 46 player in the country. So that's three. That's four of the top 50 players in America, three of the top 13. South Carolina either leads or um, uh, or is number two or in the top two uh, for all of those kids. And, and so, and that's that's just looking down the road. And, and one of them is from South Carolina, obviously. And obviously Charlotte and Savannah are, are you know, near South Carolina locations. So geography does still play a factor in football recruiting always has, but uh you know, you kind of peek around the corner a little bit, and you're like, "Wow, you know, this uh, it, it, this is not something that's just going to be like, oh my God, remember that time Carolina signed this great class?" It, I think it's uh, Shane Beamer is setting it up to be sustainable, uh, which I think is important. And I think you know, lots of lots of coaches have had good classes. I don't know that that Beamer before Beamer anybody. And look, they still have to sign them. They still have to get here and all that, but. Uh, I don't know that I've seen a coach, including Steve Spurrier, that can string them all together back to back to back like this. You know, Spurrier, yeah. he'd have a, early on, he'd have one really highly rated class and then a class full of, of guys that could ended up being good players, but, you know, they weren't that highly 
highly ranked or whatever coming out of high school. So, and then I think Muschamp was kind of stuck in that 18 to 20 range. I mean, a lot of good players, but, you know, probably, and he would probably tell you the same thing. He didn't, they didn't close on, you know, the handful of elite guys or a handful of elite guys that they would have liked. So anyway, I know we got to get to Monty and talk about my favorite sport, baseball. So <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, I mean, but, all, I, mean I, I can, yet, talk, about, so I can talk about this stuff all day. I mean, I could, I could sit here all day long and like turn on a tape recorder and be like, uh, just to give a monologue on this stuff. But uh, I, I do think there's reason to be excited if you're a yeah. Gamecock fan. Um, and by the way, shout out to USC Seggy, who's uh, tuning in today from El Paso, Texas. All right. Appreciate that. Hopefully, hopefully State. stays on this side and doesn't hang out in Juarez. Very yeah, let's, too let's often. Stay, steer clear of that. Steer clear of Juarez, man. Anyway, the uh, yeah, the, 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 re- the recruiting right now is that reminds me of a lot of years what Carolina baseball was doing, uh, signing all the best players in the country. So uh, let's hope that uh, let's hope that keeps up because when that happens, yeah. we, we've seen what happens in baseball and, uh, and the state. And the, yeah, and they, Carolina's also not letting good kids get out of the state either. I mean. Right. When oh, you can have team. that, when you can go get elite guys and keep the best elite guys in state, but then not let a Nick Emanuele or a DQ Smith out of the state and go someplace else, and then you look foolish in a couple of years because maybe that four star you got from wherever wasn't as good. Yeah, you know they're covering their bases here, and mm-hmm. and I love that. That makes for a solid roster. My, by the way, I All apologize right. to will... Monty Lee and everybody else for running my mouth. We will hit a uh, timeout. It's eleven twenty on the nose on this Wednesday, April the nineteenth. Gamecocks win last night, and they'll try to do it again this weekend against the third ranked Florida Gators. Monty Lee joins us next on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? 
Reserve your hotel stay with fan plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kyle Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John and his team to talk about how they could potentially turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat this summer. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271 for all your upstate residential real estate needs. And we're happy to announce that on the McKellar Enterprises guest line, we have associate head coach Monty Lee with us this morning. Morning, Monty. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? See that hat. What kind of hat you got on? Yeah, what is it? It says lift heavy, drop bombs. It's my workout hat. (laughs) 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 You've been doing plenty of that. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, you are talking about hitting the baseball with the dropping bombs part, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drop bombs. Oh man! Hey, thanks for uh, for making some time for us, Mont. Uh, really appreciate it. I know y'all got a big series coming up this weekend, and a lot of preparation to to get to. But um, uh, we we wanted to plug in and try to. Well, we're over halfway through the season, thirty-one and six after last night's win over uh charleston southern and um couple couple of bang ups here obviously noah's out uh talmage day-to-day from what king said i think last night so evaluate your team where you are at 31 and 6 here as you head into uh, the gators this weekend well i mean i i think there's a lot to like i mean i think if you you look at our pitching staff you know it, it certainly it certainly hurts to lose a guy like a noah hall um you know, going into the season, felt like was our best starter, um, and you know, losing him has, uh, you know, it, we 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 have to find a way. I think moving forward, just to uh, we got to get deeper into the games. We have to utilize our bullpen a little bit more. We need a couple guys, uh, you know, to step up. I, I saw some really good signs out of uh, Dylan Eskew, uh, Proctor. Both those guys threw the ball very very well, um, and uh, you know, gave. Our guys like a you know a Veach. We wanted to get Kate Austin back on the mound. Uh, you know a Veach and Eli Jones, guys that we've used a good bit. You know out of the bullpen, wanted to try to give them those guys a blow. A Hicks, you know those three main guys that we've been using out of the bullpen. You know felt like going into yesterday's game. We need to try to. Neither none of those guys were up, uh, so we needed to find some answers from some other guys. And I thought Eskew did an outstanding job out of the pen. Proctor was outstanding out of the pen. I think we got. Shoot, I think we got six innings out of those guys. Uh, so, you know, that was big for us. So, um, you know, offensively, I think we're doing a good job, you know, overall as a collective unit. Uh, losing Lee Croy, you know, certainly hurt. Uh, you know, don't know exactly, you know, how long he's going to be out yet. You know, he'll get reevaluated today. But, uh, you know, we're a little bit thin position player-wise. We don't have a lot of depth. So we just got to figure out a way to just keep grinding out of bats. We uh, – Got to got to do a better job defensively. I think everybody realizes that. Uh, you know, we we've got to find a way. 
you know, moving forward to minimize the free 90. I think our pitching staff does a good job of that. But defensively, we've got to try to help our pitching staff when it comes to making the routine play uh, to force the, you know, force the other team to beat us. Uh, You know, just feel like, you know, here lately, uh, you know, we've given up some runs, you know, probably where, uh, you know, a, a walk and then an error, you know, led to some opportunities for the opposition. And if you're going to win in this league, you know, you have to minimize the free 90 on the pitching and defensive side and, and offensively, you know, we just got to find a way, you know, to get uh, productive at bats now, you know, losing a guy like a Lee Croy and we don't know exactly for how long, but, you know, some of those, some of those other guys have got to, you know, got to pick up the slack there and we got to find a way to be productive and our dudes got to be dudes. I mean, it's really that simple guys like, you know, Wimmer and Petri Casas hit a big home run last night. Hopefully we can get him going again. Yeah. You know, he's been scuffling a little bit here lately. So, you know, again, like our dudes need to be dudes offensively for us. And, you know, the the other guys have got to just grind out at bats like we've been doing all year and finding ways to get on base for those guys. Well, there's a between the two programs this weekend, there will be 170 jacks in the ballpark. Y'all in Florida are hitting them out of there at, a, at an incredible rate. Um, one of those guys you just mentioned is Ethan Petrie. I've been waiting to ask you this question. And, of course, it was right on cue. I get the text from Justin. Tell Monty to take that damn pencil out of his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Right. For 23 years as a coach, because, you know, I try to make a lot of notes so I can go over things that will help players like Justin Smoke. Who knows everything, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, you don't don't tell. One of my (laughs) favorites. Boy, boy, dish it out. Well, it was funny because before the uh, the first LSU game, I texted him, and you know how his conversations go with him. You know, you're generally just barking back and forth about nonsense. But I said, serious question: How do you hit a How do you hit a 102 mile an hour fastball? And because uh, I've seen 96, Monty, I've never seen a 102. And his response was, "Well, sometimes 100 looks 93, and sometimes 93 looks 100. It just all depends on the spin." Yeah, I said. Right. I said, well, so what do you, so how do you hit one that when, how do you hit the one that comes in at 102 that looks 102? <laughs> and, uh, he said, gear up for the fastball and hit it. And your guys did that, uh, that night. Wimmer hit one out and Petri hit a couple. One of his was a breaking ball. But I think what's, you're the perfect guy for this, obviously, because, um, just a couple of days ago, Ethan did break Smoke's freshman record, um, mm-hmm. which is incredible. And, and he's still got a lot, a lot of games to play. So he's right. at 18, Justin's at 17. You, you've coached both of these guys their freshman year of college. It's a mm-hmm. major adjustment playing college baseball your freshman year. Can right. you Do you mind comparing and contrasting the, the two hitters? And I don't know if you can remember that far back, not to age you a little bit, but mm-hmm. what you saw Justin go through as a freshman and what you've seen Ethan go through as a freshman this year. Well, you know, it's it's yet to be determined with Ethan. You know, I think it's it's – you know, it's, it's, it's pretty early to compare those two guys that they both do. They both do a lot of things um, in a similar way offensively. Um, you know, the, the thing about Justin that made Justin so special, we all knew that he had a tremendous amount of God-given talent. We all, we all felt like we were getting a big leaguer to come to school when he came to play for us at South Carolina, and he went on to have a great career um, in professional baseball. But Justin, Justin always carried himself with an extreme amount of confidence. Uh, the thing that was super 
super cool to be a part of when Justin was here was just, you know, even when he had a, you know, a, a bat at bat or he didn't have a great game, he was the same dude all the time. Uh, yeah. I think like that even kill confidence swagger that Justin brought to the ballpark and to the clubhouse every day. I think that resonated with his teammates and, and uh, you know, you wanted, you wanted, you wanted to be like Justin, you know, just calm, cool, collected, confident, tremendous amount of swagger, always felt like at any point in time he could get you. Um, and, and he was incredibly consistent because he was consistent, uh, you know, personality wise day in and day out. Uh, he was a great guy to be around too. He's a tremendous teammate. Um, Petri's the same way, you know, Petri, the, the thing about Petri, uh, he doesn't, and, and very similar to Justin, he doesn't have a lot of holes. Like he hits fastballs in all parts of the strike zone. He hits breaking balls out over the plate really, really well. Um, you know, and, and he's a kid too that's very, very consistent, I think, mentally day in and day out. You know, they're both big physical guys that have power, both very athletic uh, you know, Petri plays the outfield for us. Uh, I could see him at some point maybe moving into first base because of his size. But, uh, you know, Justin Justin's probably the best defensive first baseman I've ever been around. Uh, so he was a complete player. You know, I think I think Ethan is certainly well on his way, you know, to being that caliber of player. But, you know, he's still a freshman. You know, he's still – got areas of the game that, that he needs to improve upon, and he will, you know, just with maturity. But they're both special, special players, uh, you know, that that are, you know, it, when they were freshmen were probably both the best freshmen in the country, uh, you know, in those given years. I, I think the thing that's amazing about Petri is, I mean, Monty, I've, in my uneducated baseball expertise, right, uh, all year long, I mean, again, he's a freshman, he, keep trying to remind people, well, he's going he's gonna to hit the skids at some point. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it more than likely probably still will happen. But mm-hmm. to this point, he really hasn't. I mean, we're, we're two months into the season, and this kid has made every adjustment in the books. I mean, you've seen him. You've seen him hit him up here. He goes down and gets him. He understands the strike zone. It's, And I, I think that really points to what you are just saying, just to kind of back that up with being level-headed and, and approaching yeah. – Every be the same way. Aggressive, you know. He's he's a little bit different. I think Justin was probably a little more patient. You know, Justin was could could really have and uh, like an above average mentally approach for for a kid that age when Justin was a freshman. Like Justin would tell me, you know, I was sitting on his breaking ball to hold at bat, and and like or I was sitting on his changeup. Like I can remember him hitting home runs, like sitting on a pitch and selling out to a pitch because he knew at some point he was going to get it. What makes the elite hitter the elite hitter is they don't miss it. You know when they get that pitch, right. and I think that you know Petri's a little bit different. Petri just hunts the ball up in the zone, and if it's a fastball, breaking ball, or changeup, it, it doesn't really matter to him. He's 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 a little more aggressive. You know, he's more aggressive to a certain part of the strike zone uh, than he is just kind of selling out to one pitch in one spot. They're a little bit different in that regard. Uh, so, you know, when it when it comes to Petri, if you make mistakes to Petri with regardless of what pitch it is, he's, he can kill it. Um, if you, you know, whereas Justin was probably a little more patient, you know, w- would take his walk if you didn't give him something to look for, you know, that he was looking for. You know, so there. I think Petri will only get better as he starts to learn the strike zone even more. 
Um, you know, because he can pretty much hit anything you throw his way if it's around the plate. That's what makes him special. But he's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to watch because you just know it's just, you know, it, it, it's just a matter of time. If you keep throwing balls over the plate because he's aggressive, he can cover so much of the plate. You know, he can he can he can hammer you. Good boy, there's no question about that. Um, staying on the topic of players on the roster, a guy that you you know very well, Dylan Brewer, you know, kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start. He hits another one out last night. He's he's been on a tear, Monty. Uh, can can you take us through what it what it kind of took to get him going? Well, just time. I mean, I, I think for a guy like a Brewer, uh, uh, you know, Dylan's a kid. Um, obviously I've got a long history with him he was a kid that came into the program as a freshman with, uh, you know, he kind of had that bullseye on his back is like that super talented elite athlete, potential five tool player. And, uh, you know, and he, and he showed glimpses of that over his career. And I think that just kind of the pressure of living up to those expectations for him over his career, probably mentally wore him down at times. And, I think Dylan this year, uh, you know, a change of scenery, new opportunity. I think he's probably just having more fun, quite honestly. I think, like, as he's gotten older, I think just putting the team first and not worrying so much about his ups and downs and the expectations that he probably has for himself and that others have put on him, you know, as a as a five-tool player, potential five-tool player, big-time prospect, um, I think just going out and just purely enjoying playing. I think he's uh, his teammates love him. He loves being here with this group of players. You know the the band of misfits that we have. He and <laughs> he kind of fits in really well with those guys. You know the portal mafia, as I call them. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, he got, he kind of fits in with uh, you know with some of these other guys that we have, and uh, and I think he's done a great job and he can he's another guy too um you know at times he can you know he can swing through an off-speed pitch or chase a pitch out of the zone and then you know you you throw that same pitch in the next at bat and he did what he did last night and no two count on an off-speed pitch he hit it 436 feet like you see it come out of him from time to time where he's just a freak of an athlete and you know he's got the tools to be a, a tremendous player and he's he's certainly taking advantage of his opportunities right now Okay, and then and so on the opposite side of that, Monty, I I, I remember I, I was talking to you before um, the I don't know like pin I think it was the pin series, um, and I just walked down there and I just mentioned to Scott Wingo watching Caleb Denny hit. I was like, man, this guy's swing is sweet. Yeah, I mean, he just he walked he the way he carried himself was very professional. And um, and then I know he got moved into the leadoff hole, and I, and I personally feel like since then he's just been trying to kind of find it. Yeah. Do, do you know? Because when you watch him, like when you watch him swing the bat, you think, my gosh, you know, he he's got it all there, but it's really been a struggle. Can you evaluate him a little bit? Because you, you we all know that he's he's going to hit, and you're going to need him down the stretch. It's just a matter of when he pops out of it. Yeah, I think you know what what's happened to Caleb. You know, a, a little bit this year is what happens to hitters. Uh, every hitter kind of goes through it at some point in time in their career, where 
you scuffle a little bit and all of a sudden you want to change your swing or you want to change your hands or you want to change your stance. And then you're, and then when that doesn't work, you, you change to something else. And when that doesn't work, you change to something else. And then what winds up happening more times than not, they go back to where they started out. And I think that with, with Caleb, um, he wants to perform so well for us that I think he's again, probably put a little bit too much pressure on himself and tried to make some adjustments. Um, and, uh, you know, he just hasn't found it quite yet. I thought last night, even though I know he, you know, he, he, he punched out a couple times, I actually thought his swing looked better. It looked more like it did earlier in the year. He had a huge walk for us to lead off an inning, uh, where we scored a run. Um, you know, we just got to keep finding ways to get him in there. And, you know, a lot of times with guys like that who have had success, that but but are having kind of an up and down season. They just got to see the ball go through the hoop, you know, one time. You know, yeah. you just catch you just catch that one barrel, and next thing you know, it's like for the hitter's mind, which gets beat up so bad in this game, it's like I can't hit, you know. It and a lot of times it's simply that, you know, where he's he just needs to see the ball go through the hoop, if, and uh, you know, I, I think he's closer to finding it than he is far away from it, you know, just based on what I'm seeing in his. Uh, you know, his in his batting practices and his cage routines, and you know, just here lately, uh, you know, he's he's looked pretty dang good. I know we're we're really short on time with you, and we got to get you going. Uh, I, I wasn't planning to ask you this, but you mentioned the portal mafia and the misfits. Um, gosh, who did we talk to a couple weeks ago, guys? Who was oh, Kimball? Kimball was on here with us, and he was, you know, his little. I call it a. What do you call it? Do you call it a vlog or a vlog, Monty? Well, I call it, well, look, I'm I'm a I'm a country boy from Kershaw County. Yeah. So I call everything whatever I hear somebody else say because I'm not smart enough. <laughs> you know? I thought Wi-Fi when I first heard the word Wi-Fi, I saw it like a hey, Wi-Fi available. I thought it was Wi-Fi. You know? <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. I'll probably start calling it Wi-Fi myself. We call it Wi-Fi at the house. Yeah, that's yeah. For, like a year, for like a year, every time I would see a restaurant or something at Starbucks, I'd go get a cup of coffee, and you know, everybody's getting lattes and macchiatos. I'm getting black coffee, and it says Wi-Fi available. I'm like, what is Wi-Fi? Like, what is that? It's like so, a creamer or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you like some Wi-Fi with that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know that that's just the way my mind. I'm, I'm way more simple than all that. So, um, like it's a vlog. Just like I just because I think that's what they call it. It's a vlog. Um, you know, I and I was, and when Roman like when people were telling me, "Hey man, he's got this vlog. He's like he's got all these videos." I was like, "What?" So like, <laughs> so I started watching them. On YouTube. They're actually pretty dang good. Like it's pretty yeah. cool. You know, now, so like I, I go on YouTube and it's like every time I go on YouTube, Roman Kimball stuff like pops up on my feed. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I was calling in a vlog about halfway through our segment and I kept noticing people were saying stuff to me. And I was like, oh, man, I th- I saw a boy up at Santa Land in Cherokee, North Carolina, and he it, it, it all came back to me. He, he asked me, he said, hey, you mind if I uh film your kids on my vlog here and i said sure <laughs> so i thought it was a vlog man i didn't know i didn't know but i mentioned to him i said you know because he was talking about giving haircuts or something and i said so who cuts or doesn't cut uh messina's hair because 
he's got the whole Joe Dirt thing going on, and right. Cat, his cat really seems to like it. Doesn't really affect his swing. Ball leaves the yard at a rapid pace. So <laughs> I guess it's fine. But like you mentioned, the, the, the misfits and all this type stuff, and we've heard that around here. You know that. And, and it kind of ended up well. I'm not predicting anything. It just ended up pretty well. But like w- when you walk into that locker room, what, what do you have in there? Like what's going on when you get in there for practice, games, whatever it is? Well, I, I think that what it is, I think that – probably the thing that's been so fun for me personally is just just when you when you see a group of guys that um, were coming off of a tough season last year and you get all these guys back who are healthy and they and they know that hey we we feel like we can do some things if we get the right pieces of the puzzle in place here and then you get these kids from the outside that are coming in that is that have been other places and they were looking for something else right they were either really good mid-major uh, smaller school type players that wanted an opportunity to play in the SEC and in a big program. And uh, they were looking for something else. And when you put all that together, like, you know, the the hunger of the guys coming back from last year to try to turn it around along with the new guys coming in who, uh, you know, were looking for a new opportunity and in a new place. Like, I just think that collection of group together like the culture of the team and the chemistry of the team has been unlike anything I've been around for quite some time. They just have so much fun together. Uh, and you got so many loud personalities, you know, on the team. And I think King, the thing that King does a really good job of is he just let, he lets these guys be themselves individually within the team concept. And, 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 and I think that's been really, really fun to be a part of is just letting them be themselves, uh, individually, but, but making sure that they put the team first and that it's all about the team. He's done a great job of just navigating the ship, you know, as the season has went along. And it's been really fun to be a part of it, you know, just, uh, because we do have so many different that we certainly don't have any robots. I can tell you that it's not like a bunch of guys that act the same. That's for sure. Like we got a lot of different type personality types on this team, and uh, but it makes it it makes it a lot of fun to be a part of. All right, we know they hit the long ball, Monty. Quick thirty second scouting report on the Gators as they come in tomorrow night. This is this yeah. a big big weekend for y'all. Yeah, maybe the most talented. Uh, you know, look, the SEC is loaded with talent. When you look at Florida, they are absolutely loaded with talent. You look at their starters, you know, Waldrop, Sproat, and Caglioni. Uh, you know, the, the first two. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Oh, it's muted. Oh, it's muted. Yeah. There we go. There you you go. good? Okay. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, they have two power arms. Their, their, their first two guys are power arms, and they have a very powerful athletic lineup. The key for us is we've got to be able to grind out at bats, score on them early, and get into their bullpen. Their bullpen has been their weakness this year. So we have to find a way to get, you know, get those two starters out of the game to the best of our ability. We got to have really disciplined approaches at the plate, grind out at bats, force them to throw a bunch of pitches. Um, somebody's got a juice of baseball you know, with runners on base against them and get our crowd behind us. We really need our crowd to be there and be behind us this weekend, uh, yeah. you know, especially, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with what's at stake. So we need to we need to have a good weekend. I think the crowd's going to be a big part of it. Our starting pitchers got to give us some length, and uh, we got to find a way, 
you know, to grind out at bats against two elite, elite starting pitchers. Well, I'm trying to get make my way up there, Monty, and we'll continue to push it. I know it made a big, big difference in game one of that LSU series for y'all as well. You mentioned the crowd, and and uh, go get, go out there and watch them. This, you very well could be watching the best baseball team in the country. I'm talking about the Gamecocks, not the Gators, uh, this weekend at Founders Park. Uh, hopefully they, they get healthy and get rolling. Monty, thank you for your time. Really, really, really do appreciate it. Um, I'm glad the Weefy's working well at Founders Park so we can get you on video today. Sounds good. Appreciate you having me on. Always, brother. Take care now. Mm-hmm. He's he, he got about 16 texts during that, too, so he's probably got a bunch of players, you know, That's trying cool. to uh, – Hey, Mont, I'm committing at noon on Twitter with all the football players. Yeah, my first reaction was like, yeah, I wonder – Yeah, how's recruiting going, right? You know, it's like we've, we've <laughs> yeah, seen what no, the impact well. of – living above expectations on the football field does so let's what's what is bringing glory back to the diamond yeah as an impact on recruiting well a lot i can tell you that Mm. they they uh will put it this way if you are a good baseball player in this state and you're being recruited by south carolina now there's there's been some years where all these guys have been signing go play everywhere else that ain't happening anymore, and it, it ain't gonna happen anymore. Uh, those days are are long gone, and um, and and that gentleman you just saw on the screen right there certainly has a lot to uh, a lot to do with it. All right, um, we are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston, and we dearly love Michelle Wilkins, and cannot wait to see her next week, and uh, her staff at the Carolina Rise events and Home Team Barbecue in North Mount Pleasant. Get your tickets. If you have not, we are going to talk about that a little bit more today, a lot more today, as a matter of fact. But we do need to hit a timeout because when we return, we'll wind down our – this is our second timeout, right? We're good? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we'll wind down hour one, and then as we get to we'll, – we'll, we'll hit it on the nose. When we open hour two, uh, could be uh, an interesting hour two as it pertains to Gamecock football recruiting – uh, so we let JC save his voice in that segment with Monty Lee, <laughs> and uh, he'll have plenty to say on the other side of this and throughout the show. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks from the Sinorama Studios and painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. We'll be right back. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. 
Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military repeat customers or if you heard it on the show. Commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Don't you know, no, no, from the littlest chick to the big old cock, it's the game. Here comes the quest. Danny Hill. First, first, first. He'll run. He just took down. Oh, watch him celebrate now. Your top of the field. Starting to swing. You're used to lose one. Well, I bet you want to win. And we're back. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, or shoot them an email, johnb at expresssunrooms.com, to talk about how they can bring some more sunshine into your life. And, of course, if you're looking to buy or sell a home here in the upstate, Cindy Searfoss of Cowell Banker Kane Realty would be happy to help you. She's the sponsor of our first hour. You can get in touch with Cindy at 864-414-5271. All right, uh, JC, so let's go ahead and uh, and set the scene here because we've only got about six minutes, and then we need to hit a uh, hit a timeout to try to get back on time. So let's let's reset everything for those that are just jumping in the boat who've been missing for the last 50 <laughs> minutes or so. First of all, you missed a great conversation with uh, with our buddy, Every, everybody's the Gamecocks buddy, Monty Lee. Um, go back and check that out. Uh, but last night, Shane Beamer announces a couple of welcome homes. We get another one this morning. So we are waiting on, at some point in time, three announcements from Gamecock targets, correct? I would think. And I, I don't know that they're all going to be today. But we've got two uh, announcements would, coming up at noon, correct? I would think there would be, yeah, I think today will maybe two, um, depending on what exactly Kelvin Hunter uh, is going to announce. <laughs> what? Is uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, maybe he announces a top three. Maybe it's somebody else and, and not Kelvin Hunter uh, that uh, is the other welcome home. Uh, but I do think, uh, I, do, I, don't, I don't think this is going to be one of those things that drags out, uh, you know, from, that's the feel that I get. So, uh, yeah, so we should we should probably have two-thirds of the piece of the puzzle, most likely, here in the next hour. Okay. Uh, I would think. And, and so, if not, all three. So. Let, me throw, let me throw a wrench into this for you. What did you make of yesterday at 3 o'clock, the random South Carolina video tweet from Dylan Stewart? 
<laughs> I'm, oh, I'm really – hey, look, people are wondering if we're going to dig up Eric Parsegian and if Jordan Birch is coming back, so I'm going to really stir the butter on this one. What, what's going on with Dylan Stewart? Stir the butter. I like that, stir the butter. Yeah. Churn the butter, stir the butter. Uh, we stir I, I I think South Carolina is in, in really, really good shape for him. Um, but, look, man, it's big boy recruiting. Um, competition is uh, stiff. When you're talking about the other three schools that people say are in the mix for him strongly are Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. And I, and I talked to somebody last night that thinks he's the kid's going to the SEC. He thinks it's one of the three SEC schools. But uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's stiff competition. Uh, those programs did not get to where they are at by not playing big boy recruiting, right? right. <laughs> and so it's not uh, – I, I, I don't I – would, I would be completely floored if Dylan Stewart committed to South Carolina this early. But uh, I, I think it's something that just like Nick Harbour – you know, you got to play the long game on. And, uh, and and when we're sitting here next December, uh, we'll probably be talking, you know, it'll be Dylan Stewart Day, just like it was Nick Harbor Day. Uh, but I do think South Carolina's in really good shape with him. You almost don't want the kid to commit this early uh, if you're the Gamecocks because all of a sudden everybody sort of knows who they got to beat. You get a big target on your back. And then you got – the best programs in the country trying to flip him. And, and some of them do the no pressure flip. Like, Oh, just come on down to we're, 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 uh, we're circumcising the dog today uh, in our ceremony here in Athens. So just come watch that <laughs> to the right hand of Rick. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we just want to talk to you and hang out. You know, and then the next thing, you know, you know, the kid's flipping, um, you know, and, and you, you so, so you put a target on your back sometimes when you get guys like this committed really, really early. Uh, like what happened with Clemson and Robert Kimdichie, to be honest? Sure. Ole Miss knew there was one school they had to beat, and they used his brother and everything else. And they did. Pried him away from the Tigers. So, uh, you know, that, that's just that's recruiting. And so uh, I would be surprised if it were Stewart. I, I think I think with no, Mike I Williams. Wasn't, I wasn't saying that. Just so you Yeah, my, I, I think with Mike Williams, you know – I, I think Mike Williams, you know, obviously is a Maryland kid that that, that uh, is going to announce. And then, you know, you got Hunter who's out there possibly. And then number three, you know, we'll see who it is. So uh, I think that's the one that would be kind of the nice surprise. All right. Um, so. If, uh, all right. Final question day. of the hour. So we can squash this bug and move on because I'm tired of looking at it. I don't mean that if it's anybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm sick following. and tired of people bringing it. It's the same crap as Marshawn Lloyd. Can we just move past this? Will you please squash this bug for everybody? It keeps coming up. and So do the Lloyd stuff. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a little bit. It. I don't want to completely dismiss this uh, because – uh, you know, everybody I've talked to about it says they don't use the word not happening or laugh or they don't laugh. I mean, I, I do believe there's been some chatter about it. Right. But I, I just think that it, it's hard. It's hard to transfer back because, I mean, they just put in a new rule about double transfers where they're going to kind of clamp down on it. I almost He's think not a graduate. Would, he would, yeah, he would have to have graduated from Oregon 
in so. one semester <laughs> yeah, and come back and, and, you know, and that would clear him to do it. So I just don't, you know, and then I talked to my guy out at Oregon and he checked with, I mean, their staff and they seem to say Jordan seems fine, uh, happy out there. So who knows? I, I think anytime you go that far from home, you, there is, and you probably don't think about it right before you make that decision. Um, that flight out to Oregon is a beast. I mean, I used to have to fly to, to Portland every single uh, summer for the, the Nike camps, uh, the, the, the opening or whatever. Great, great event. But man, you had to fly to Chicago from Nashville, which was short, and then sit at Midway for an hour or two. And then uh, you get on this long five-hour journey to the Pacific Northwest. And Chicago's halfway across the country, folks. So imagine go doing that from Atlanta. Uh, and I, I've done Atlanta to Seattle before, and that's that's a bear. So, I mean, you know, you just don't realize how far it is. And then on top of that, Eugene is nowhere near Portland. It's two hours down I-5. Uh, Eugene and Corvallis are actually kind of from like maybe Greenville to Clemson apart. Um, they're both stuck down kind of in the, the middle of Oregon. And so it's not Nike land like you think. You know, it's, it's really a rural kind of – relatively nice area, but man, it's a journey to get there. I mean, it is a, it's a day, you know, and, and I think that any, for a kid that's never, you know, he's lived in Columbia uh, and Sumter or wherever, and, uh, or I mean, Florence, Columbia, the Midlands of South Carolina, his whole life. And, you know, went to school at USC and went, I mean, that's what's what he knows for somebody that goes that far. There has to be some, some homesickness, right. And, and that's normal. Um, but you know, so I can't, I can't like pour water all over the thing and put out that fire, but I don't, I'm not throwing any gas on it. I'm not, I'm not putting any kind of wood on, on, on the stove, so to speak. I, I, I think it's, it's highly unlikely that that would even, uh, all, but yeah, there's enough out there to where, you know, I, I don't want to sit there and act like we're just making stuff up or lying. Well, we'll pour water on this segment. It is time for a timeout. We'll see what happens as the noon hour has arrived here on this Wednesday afternoon. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks. The show teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. We'll be right back. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting NanasPorch.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 
Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring to you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. As you can see, Kelvin Hunter, but I think Mike Williams as well. Oh, my goodness. It's too, too much, too fast. Dude, it's all, it's all, it's all happening. It's happening. It's, it's happening. All happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, leading off the, uh, the noon hour here. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both of these, welcome back, first and foremost, uh, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, JC, both of these, you already mentioned an hour. Number one uh, seemed to be expected. Let's start with Mike Williams. Uh, from the DMV area, the offensive lineman. He is a three-star in the uh, brief information and limited information I've received on him in the last 24 to 48 hours. Uh, He is one of these type guys that as time goes on, more than likely you will see him climb in the rankings. At least that's the way I've read it. So uh, give us the details on Mike Williams and what led to this decision and if that's true or not. Mike Williams, another prospect from the DMV, South Carolina. I mean, I, I don't think Taylor Edwards and Shane Beamer and Lonnie Teasley are going to be allowed inside the Beltway uh, <laughs> for too much longer. I mean, that uh, it's getting serious. Um, and uh, he uh, he's an absolutely massive kid. Uh, he plays at Charles Herbert Flowers where Desmond Umiazulu and walk-on tight end. I think his name's Maurice Brown. Uh, maybe, 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 I hope I'm not wrong with that. Mike, Mike, six, six, three twenty five. You know, I always like big offensive linemen named Mike because you can call him Big Mike. You know, I <laughs> uh, like like the blind side. You know, Big Mike. It's, it's hey, Big Mike. You know, uh, but anyway, he uh, a massive guy. Probably uh, could be a tackle, could be a guard. A lot like Blake Franks uh, can swing either way. Um, and then he's kind of similar to Jatavius Shivers from the last class to where, you know, his best days of football are down the road. You know, he all offensive linemen, even Cam Pringle, Josiah Thompson, whoever you're talking about, are developmental. Uh, the higher rated ones usually are closer to getting to that uh, ceiling. Um, 
they're not there yet, but they're closer. Uh, this guy's probably further away, but in time, you know, you, you just love the potential, the footwork, the, I mean, and he had a list of, uh, you know, uh, his top three were Maryland, Michigan state and South Carolina. I, I think if you're, I'm always looking for little, you know, trends in recruiting that can be beneficial to whoever or whatever program. I think programs that, uh, you know, in the SEC that, you know, aren't going uh, and if it's not necessarily a recruiting crusade where they're fighting off all the top teams in the country, uh, if you look at who they're beating, if you beat Michigan State and Maryland, two Big Ten programs on offensive linemen, you know, that league recruits offensive linemen at a pretty high level compared to the SEC, if you look at the NFL numbers and stuff. So, you know, anytime you can beat a Big Ten school, beat Arkansas, because Sam Pittman definitely knows what he's doing up front. Uh, that's always a good sign. And um, so, you know, if you're not blown away by Mike's star rating, which is fine, it's a solid three-star, um, then uh, kind of look at who they beat. Uh, and I think winning those types of battles sometimes can 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 point you in the right direction uh, in terms of what a, what a prospect's upside is. So you, th- you do share in the fact that he is more than likely a, for those that really – dig into the star ratings and this, that, and the other, he's a guy who will probably continue to climb there. Yes. Um, And look, that high school, they do a pretty good job of, um, of developing guys because Umi Azulu got a lot better between his uh, junior and senior year. Obviously he was one of the top prospects in the country, uh, but Umi Azulu got a lot better, um, you know, while he was up there. So, if you're kind of looking for similar improvement at Charles Herbert Flowers <laughs> uh, from Big Mike, you know, it, it stands to reason that, that he'll probably improve quite a bit as a senior as well. And then on up to when he goes to Carolina and, you know, away we go. I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think, uh, I think this is a big pickup uh, for the Gamecocks. I, I wasn't quite sure they would get him. I mean, I, I, I knew he liked South Carolina a lot, but for them to, I didn't think they, they, I didn't think necessarily they'd get him this early. So, man, uh, the Great Wall of Columbia <laughs> continues to be built uh, by Lonnie Teasley and, and his group. So, very, very excited. Uh, All right. You know, if you're a Gamecock. All right. So, we have, uh, it's 12.08, by the way, on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Thanks to Monty Lee for joining us in hour one. If you missed that conversation, you'll really want to hear it and learn all about Weefy. Uh, and of course, here leading off hour two, the Gamecocks picking up a couple of more commitments. So, to kind of recap, I know we have a lot of people joining our broadcast now. That's how this works. We know it. Uh, when commitments land, people tune in. Um, so, there, there are, there is one un, quote unquote unknown welcome home out there, JC. The other is now known. That's also Kelvin Hunter. Uh, one of the uh, top-ranked prospects, the second-ranked prospect in the state of South Carolina currently. So give us the timeline on him, uh, and you see him as a prospect. He's another one of these, you know, a little bit under six-foot type safeties. Carolina's had a lot of success with those in the past. Yeah, he's a guy that you just have to – you know, South Carolina offered this guy, I think, it was one of the first camps – they were able to have when the new staff got here, probably on the, it may have been on the first day Torian Gray offered this kid. Uh, 
didn't really, I mean, despite the early off from South Carolina, didn't get a lot of hype or uh, anything like that until, you know, here, here come these, here come these other offers. Here comes Auburn, here comes Kentucky, here comes Michigan. Uh, and then you watch him on film guys. This is a state of South Carolina defensive back with high upside and potential that will knock you into next week. Uh, you know, you want a player comparison, maybe DJ Swearinger, maybe Rashad Faison a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he's bigger than Rashad. Um, you know, he's not as big as DQ. So, I mean, but, you know, you get my point. Uh, Keith mentioned Judge Collier the other day. You know, uh, Judge Collier was a camp and commit guy from the state of South Carolina. Uh, you can you can never have too many of these guys on your roster if you're the Gamecocks. What I like about Kelvin is he's kind of getting his due because uh, he's up to like a four-star prospect and the number 13 safety nationally. Uh, and as you mentioned, about 24-7 sports, or 16 per composite, 13 for 24-7 sports. 24-7 sports has him the second-ranked uh, prospect in the state. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably have him third. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't say enough good about him and the fact that Torian Gray developed that relationship from day one. From day one, he's from West Florence High School. That's Florence is a Gamecock country, right? <laughs> and you start thinking about you got you got a pretty good quarterback from South Florence uh, on your on your roster now. This kid's from West, uh, you know. So it's it's always important, I think, for the Gamecocks to get the best players out of Florence, uh, and they are. You know, the the, the Xavier Thomas uh, anomaly is over, so <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's good to see him start to get guys like that. But this guy will absolutely rock you. Uh, physically, uh, and he's just one of those tough, hard-nosed, good state of South Carolina football players. Uh, you know, the difference between him and maybe a Judge Collier is he got those other offers, and people started paying attention to his film, and you know that, that's why he's ranked highly. Uh, and he's a he's a guy that's uh, as big of a pickup as there is, and, and certainly, you know, getting in on him early like Tory and Gray did, and this staff did, uh, it, it paid off and paid off well, and. Um, he's probably really excited to be a Gamecock and everybody in the building is probably really excited that he's there. Uh, Phil and, and well, excuse Phil and JC with these two commitments, um, South Carolina will move to number seven on the 24 seven, uh, rankings. So they'll move up to number seven. And, uh, so that should be updated here shortly. There's still one. Uh, welcome home. That is at this point in time, quote unquote, unknown. Uh, there, there is, uh, let's call it uh, speculation of one player in particular, JC, if they, if they do land this young man and I'm not going to ruin any moments for anybody, but if, if my speculation is correct, we'll put it that way. Uh, South Carolina would be up, uh, just a point shy of being number four in the country in the 24 seven recruiting rankings. Um, Across the aisle, the on-three ranking, South Carolina, I think, was fifth before these two commitments. Mm-hmm. They're going to be inside of that. My, my, my yeah. point is that – let me add one more data piece here. Uh, they're cleaning up in-state. Uh, just this past cycle, four of the top seven uh, players in the state of South Carolina is ranked by 24-7 sports. And let me be honest, I, I don't like smearing any – kids or anything like that um but um uh number two was number one uh i no offense to monroe freeling he's not the best player in the 23 class and that will be proven in time 
But Carolina has been cleaning up in state. They're doing it now in the 24 class. Every top prospect in the state is coming to South Carolina. I think maybe except one at this point in time. You just, I just talked about the rankings. This is, you, you're seeing yesterday and the day before, JC, now again this morning, national recruiting analysts, respected ones, not some of these Joe Schmoes, are going, holy cow. They're tweeting this, and they're tweeting that, and they're mentioning it on their shows. Josh Pate just did it with the spring game. They're going, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know what's going on. And what's going on is Carolina seemingly right now is the cream of the crop. Um, so this is a very important moment in the future of Gamecock football, and this staff knows it. And I think you're going to see them capitalize on it really quickly with the national momentum we've got with spring practice over. Absolutely. Uh, and, and look, you, you got to look at it like this, you know, uh, it hurts the program when you, when you do miss out on top in-state guys. Uh, I think we've seen that, uh, you know, I, I think there's no doubt that you can cut, you can mask some of that. If, if you, if you work the portal, you know, uh, these days, but you know, think about what Justice Boone and Tyrion Ingram Dawkins uh, would mean to this defensive line right now. Uh, and you can throw Jordan Birch in there too, because technically he's an in-state guy that you don't have. Um, so you, but you, you need to get those guys sewn up and be, you know, the, the popular program in state. And boy, this—I've talked to some some people inside the building. They're surprised that it happened this quick. They—they mm-hmm. they said, you know, some of these guys, it's almost like. Hey, we're glad you guys don't suck anymore, so we don't have to go to Clemson. <laughs> I mean, well, I, and, and 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 the guy was being totally respectful of, of the Clemson program when he told me this. He was like, yeah, we, "We're really surprised that that you know that, that this is happening, you know, uh, right. this quickly, uh, given all the success they've had in the Upstate." So, yeah, man. I mean, you know, so so you got to get that base, but then you also have to go and fill because there's not. It's not like Georgia where you're going to have 25 guys like Josiah Thompson and Kelvin Hunter and Maisie Bennett. You know, you've got maybe seven or eight. Uh, and so then you got to get your underrated in-state guys that, that, you know, like the Judge Colliers of the world, like the DQ Smiths, like the Nick Menwares. So that, that gets you Blue a little collar. bit closer. Blue collar. And then you got to go into Georgia, and and you, you they're almost right at the edge in Georgia right now, especially looking at some of the, like, the 2025 kids they're in on of being right there with the same in the same swimming in the same pool, Georgia and Alabama are swimming in. Now they're in, they're in the same pool right now. They're just in the shallow end, right? <laughs> they're splashing around. Georgia and Bama are over there, you know, with uh, goggles and flippers on and, and they're, 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 mind, they're pulling coral off the bottom of the pool. Gamecocks are in the pool. They're just not over there swimming yet. Uh, and right. so you got to do that. Now the guys are got in Georgia. They're, they're good. You got to go get guys out of Florida because Florida is a good spot for players and the top kids in Florida don't necessarily want to stay in state anymore. Um, you know, Pup Howard's an example of that. Uh, and then you look in the, Oh, you know, they're not done. And I haven't even mentioned the DMV yet. And we all know about that. We've taught that to death working North and South. Well, Beamer's not satisfied with that. You know, he hired Jody Wright because he want to start recruiting Mississippi. Well, three of the top, 10 players in Mississippi have Carolina on their list, high on their list. They're going to visit. That's rare. I mean, you know, for every DeAndre Island there's been out of Mississippi and, and Josh Winchell or whoever you want to mention that Carolina's happened to get, 
out of the state of Mississippi, they've missed on 25 of them. It's just not been a, a place that the Gamecocks have been able to go. Well, hey, Jody Wright's got some connections. Shane Beamer, uh, they got Stone Blanton beating Mississippi State on him. Um, you know, and then they're, they're in really good shape for a lot of other guys over there. Daniel Hill and then the 2025 kid for the receiver that's the top, one of the top receivers in the country. So, 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 so that's the thing about it is this, this thing, you know, you head in, you're like, well, hopefully Beamer can get them back into North Carolina. And they are, they've got some guys they're going to get from there. And are hopefully they can, he can just corral all the in-state talent or hopefully they can get some sleepers out of Georgia. Well, they're doing all of this at the same time. Mm-hmm. The formula for winning at South Carolina, they're following that recruiting blueprint guys to a T right down to, I mean, right down to what they do in the portal, right down to still taking in-state players that are placed in junior colleges like Elijah Davis because that's, you know, and for years that's been kind of an advantage because Clemson can't take JUCO. So if you want to play, come back home and play in-state, South Carolina's pretty much it as far as, you know, the Power 5 level. And, and so every everything that you, you that I've ever written about, about how to, you know, good ideas to recruit at South, how to build a roster at South Carolina – uh, and others have written about and people smarter than me have come up with these guys are doing and even beyond that because they're they're also working west better than most staffs have so uh, uh it's an you know I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I, I think there's a lot of ways you can win here and I don't think you always, I don't think you always have to sign a top 10 class uh for this program to be great but uh, yeah I'll, I'll take the top 10 classes though. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll obviously take that over not because uh, percentage-wise that does, you know, that gives you a better shot. And, and the, the way they're doing it with the in-state talent and with the DMV, uh, you know, that area is talent-rich. Ohio State, you know, ask – ask. Uh, you talk about digging up Eric Parsegian, and you can dig up Joe Paterno and ask him what kind of talent is in the DMV on an annual basis and, and, and how important Maryland was and always has been to Penn state being a powerhouse program. So heck man, uh, I, I can't say enough good about the job. Uh, these guys are doing a lot of work to be done this year, uh, certainly, but uh, man, oh man, uh, that's uh that's a, it's a good day. It's a good day. Phil, it, Phil, it, aside- I was going to say, you know, not bad for a guy who was never a, you know, offensive or defensive coordinator, never held a head coaching job. You know, it was like, yeah, yeah not, not, not a lot not of people bad. wanting to fire Ray Tanner right now, are they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phil, can you outside of the traditional? I know we got to get to a break here, but outside of the traditional powers in the SEC. Alabama, Georgia, you know, we've seen it out of these guys. LSU, even what we saw at a well, A&M might actually be a good comparison. I, what My question was, is there another program, a blue-collar type, middle-class program like a South Carolina who's really never taken the next step? As always, you know, they've had some spurts here and there, clearly, as we have uh, in Columbia. But can you think of another uh, program in league history let's say the last 30 plus years that has turned recruiting into this literally out of nowhere. I mean, coming off the heels of a three and nine, you know, terrible seasons, what we saw in 19, what we saw in 20. And then he hired this guy whom a lot of the country laughed at the boys in the upstate certainly laughed at, like Shadow of Mom's Basement and those Twitter accounts. 
And <laughs> and a lot of people in your own fan base question, and rightfully so, I understand that because he had never been a head coach. But it was there was a it, it seemed like a large large gamble, and we're guys we're we're <laughs> two not even two and a half years into this, and the whole country if you follow recruiting. In college football, you you are stopping and looking at South Carolina and going, wow, well, we see Alabama, we see Georgia in the recruiting rankings. Yeah, we see uh, Ohio State. We see uh, who? Well, now, wait a second. That's South Carolina. Yeah, it is. Like, can you compare this to anything in, in y'all's minds that we've seen in a while? I mean, you see some, you know, programs come and go, might have a hot year, maybe two in recruiting, and then, you know, they lose their coach or something like that. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Either that or, unfortunately for us, one of the better, you know, I think examples you can point to is the one right down the road here, you know. Yeah, but they're not yeah, in the SEC. And they've come and up they and they're, but yeah, but not in, not in the SEC, though. That's the other thing this about is- it. It was like they had an easier path. Yeah, yeah, without well, no, no, no. it, 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 it's just it, guys in college football in general, man. They got a great church up there, by the way. Think of a besides Clemson, who actually, it's not like Clemson had never been good. They'd won a they won a national title in the eighties. Um, obviously, during that period, we were one of the top programs in the country. They, Danny Ford leaves and they, they kind of go into the wilderness a little bit. And, you know, there hasn't been another program besides Clemson in college football that's gone from, you know, division hopeful, you know, we hope we win the Atlantic this year, right, to national champion. <laughs> I mean, you know, the only other program that's seen a a, a rise like that and is, is kind of there to, and gotten there and stayed there is Oregon. And Oregon hasn't won one. They've played for two. But, uh, you know, who else? I mean, you know, Kansas State's got a pretty good program now. But, you know, Snyder kind of built it. And then he left left and came back. And, you know, the guy they got now is a heck of a coach. And, and they're good. But, you know, they've never played for a national title. I mean, you know, Virginia Tech's played for one. And, unfortunately, I think they're about to <laughs> go back into the wilderness quite a bit. Um up in Blacksburg, but, uh, you know, it's hard. It, it is, it is hard. And it takes, I think it takes someone that's a little bit different, um, like a Dabo Sweeney, to be honest, that, uh, yeah. has that un- unwavering belief fair. In, in, in where you're at, you know, you got your feet, two feet on the ground and you're dug in and you believe in the place. And, and I'm not saying Will Muschamp did. Will Muschamp certainly had saw the potential in South Carolina, uh, I mean, I bet it rips him apart that, uh, that, that things weren't better here for, for him. Um, you know, Steve Spurrier had this unwavering belief, uh, I think, I think in himself, <laughs> but, uh, uh, also in the program, I mean, shoot, why can't we go win? You know, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, Lou Holtz obviously had some belief, uh, in the program. Um, Joe Morrison was a different character, like a way different dude. <laughs> you know, My dad uh, and he believes in South Carolina after games. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've never. Seriously. You see some of those old Joe Mothers. He'll like walk across the the field, light up a Marlboro Red, and go shake Miss Tilly's hand. You know, I mean, uh, he's, the, he's the man in black. I mean, Joe Morris in that era, he he was just so different, and the team was so fun to watch because of the different 
They're cre- very creative on both sides of the ball and stuff. And, and that, that kind of set the table for this. What, what, how does this program get to where we all want it? Yeah. You got to be different. You got to believe. And, you know, you got to recruit your ass off because <laughs> it's not, it's not the easiest sell. And I think Shane Beamer's checking all those boxes right now, fellas. I mean, I, I'm not trying to have a, a victory, national championship victory celebration here on April 19th of 2023. But uh, this just continues to be something that I, I almost have to watch myself being for being too positive about it because I'm, I have, I've, like I said, like like everybody's always has said for a while, we, we've never seen anything like this at South Carolina. No, no, we haven't. But, you know, again, I'll reiterate the source that I spoke with yesterday that said, hey, look, right now, Carolina fans, uh, you know, it's okay. You know, be excited because your excitement and belief in this program is it, it carries a, a lot of weight. And the bad times – Certainly, the negativity carries a lot of weight too. They, these, you can't escape anything anymore. You can't escape if you're a player. You know, it's remember the old days. We say you just block it out. You just don't listen to them. That's impossible. You can't get away from all these things anymore. And so, at some point in time, you will feel the effects. But again, you know, my 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 source yesterday said. What's happening right now is unprecedented at South Carolina, and and it really, as Shane often says, we're just getting started. It actually really feels like they're just getting started because there is a lot that is going on behind the scenes for 24, 25, and so on and so forth, JC. With that said, we, we do need to step aside for a quick timeout. Before we get there, though, a reminder to all of you that one week from tomorrow in Columbia is the first of two Carolina Rise live events at Home Team Barbecue. I'm asking all of you personally, uh, please buy a ticket to come see these 12 football players. You don't have to be a member of Carolina Rise. You you don't even have to be a Gamecock football fan. You just have to be a fan of football and good people and good food. Every penny, every penny. Let me reiterate this. Unlike some organizations out there. Every single penny that goes into Carolina Rise goes to football players unless there is some type of expense that needs to be paid, like paying for a website. Everyone, I'm speaking on behalf of JC here, so he didn't have to open his mouth about it. If you can please come on Thursday of next week at home team in Columbia or Saturday of next week at home team in North Mount Pleasant and meet to carry on Joiner and see how big his calves are, watch these offensive linemen have their wing-eating contests Listen to Juju McDowell talk and try not to laugh. Like, you're going to enjoy taking pictures with these guys. You're going to enjoy being there with them. You're going to enjojoy meeting a lot of great businesses in the area. You're, you're gonna, your kids are going to remember this for the rest of their lives. I remember the kids that I met who were my heroes. You're going to enjoy meeting Marcellus Dial and then watching him take that pick six back against Clemson this coming season in williams Bryce Stadium. You go, son of a bitch, I got a picture with that guy. You're going to enjoy all this. Go to thebigspur.com and buy a ticket. And there are rain check packages if you can't make it. But please go. Next Thursday. Actually, go CarolinaRise.com. Well, there's a link on the front. You can find it on the front of Big Spur, too. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, you know, and and I did want to say one thing. It it, it goes to play. It's not just football. Um, Ethan Petrie, you know, 
is one of our guys for baseball. Messina, yeah. uh, Noah Hall. I mean, some of the commercials you hear from the guys like Braylon Wimmer on the show. That's that's what we do at Rise, and you know those guys aren't. And, and you know the money we get for the, the events goes in, in the big pot. Um, and I've also got a couple of men's basketball deals uh, in the works, and I got actually there's probably some pretty positive. Gamecock men's basketball recruiting news gonna that will come out here pretty shortly, probably next week. But uh, yeah, we're helping everybody, man, and it's in uh, every little bit counts. And uh, you know, I understand everybody's got a lot to do in the spring in South Carolina. It probably wasn't the best, the best dates. You know, we'd probably I probably should have thought that a little better. But uh, if you can't make it, we do have rain check tickets available, where you get all the sign stuff that you would have gotten had you been at the event. And uh, and then you get a free pass to our VIP tailgate uh, that's coming up this season, which is not a fundraiser. It's more of a given, you know, hey, we love you guys. Thanks for being members of Carolina Rise. Let's drink a beer, listen to some music, have some Nana's Porch uh, catered and all that. Probably uh, probably do it in Charlotte if the if the kickoff time works. So, uh, you know, you get a free pass for, for that, too, for the for the 50 bucks on the rain check tickets. And Phil put those things right there. So. Yep, it's anyway. also in our uh, YouTube video description, so y'all go yeah. check out the Bigsburg you YouTube page, and if you need the link, it'll be permanently there under this video. Yeah. Or CarolinaRise.com. It's uh, I, I, my my guy that does the website for me, who's awesome. He uh, he he's got it now. You used to have to scroll way down to get to the information, and so he's got it up there at the top. You just go to CarolinaRise.com. It, it directs you and. You can um, you can rock and roll and, and get that. And sales have picked up in the last 24 hours. So, you know, looking forward to flying down and seeing all you guys there and, uh, you know, raising some money for, for the players and uh, and uh, keeping this thing going because NIL has made a big difference um, as behind as Carolina as a whole is still with it. You can see it getting there and it has helped. And, and it may not help you go – buy a top class like A&M, but I don't even think you want that. What this does is it helps keep current players mostly uh, happy, you know, take care of your players, you know, is what you hear. Uh, and then that resonates in recruiting quite a bit because guys want to go places where, you know, they're taken care of and you can do it perfectly legally now. And this is a great way to do it. So thank you so much for bringing it up, Jimmy. Uh, Cause we uh, definitely need more, 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 Happy faces there, more tickets sold, all that, but uh, we're getting there. Yep, and uh, I'll I'll be there at the one in Mount Pleasant. And Michael Flint will be there. He turns 40 this weekend, so somebody buy him a round or 100. All right, we got to hit a timeout. Uh, It is 1232 Traveling Country Club is the coolest club in the Carolinas. Over 40 golf courses to be played in North Carolina and in South Carolina. If you don't know about it, check out the website, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com. They just added uh, Mount Mitchell Golf Club uh, up there in the mountains of North Carolina. They also just added awesome Wedgefield Country Club in Georgetown, South Carolina. They're scattered everywhere, about 45 courses to play. TravelingCountryClub.com, teeing up our coverage of recruiting uh, right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show, and we'll be right back. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sierra Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside 
all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nanasports.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with them to talk about how they can get some more sunshine into your life or perhaps, perhaps enclosing a porch or a patio for you this summer to enjoy the outdoors bug-free. Sorry, I'm a little winded. Somebody... Reformed manho said somebody was in my yard, so I just wanted to go out there and shake my fists. When we were talking, the look on your face was like 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 you were looking down on somebody in your yard and following them intently. Uh, I read that. I chuckled. I was like, I chuckled. I chuckled. Chuckled. <laughs> I chuckled. Oh, well. I chuckled and chuckled a little bit. Um <laughs> But anyway, that's uh, good. Yeah, Nana Sports Chat Box. Uh, Saunders says if yeah, you go we, to home team barbecues, stay away from the game changers. I know. Since yeah, they're I a one and done aware. type of drink. <laughs> I've been <laughs> ever since the first day that Aaron opened the first home team. I've known that literally the first day <laughs> the uh, do 20 the years changer. ago or whatever it was. Uh, let me squeeze this in real quick. By the way, King says that uh, it will stay Sanders, Mahoney, and TBA this weekend more than likely. But um, Carolina's. Certainly banged up and uh, hoping to win two of three. Much more on baseball tomorrow and on Friday. Remember, Stuart Lake always joins us on Fridays, 
and uh, certainly looking forward to speaking with him again this week after Carolina plays game one of this series. Um, uh, JC, the event in Columbia is the same night as the NFL draft, isn't he? Is it? That's a good point. Yeah. Well, good that thing is the, the draft. Yeah, the draft starts at eight, so I'll probably be hanging out afterward a little bit for yeah. sure uh, yeah. with the fiance and my brother and maybe some friends that that, that are in town. But uh, yeah, so you know the draft starts at eight, event ends at seven. So hang on out, come on, hang out, you know and all that it'll be uh it'll be a lot of fun um palmetto autographs will be there uh selling uh signed merchandise not just from the players there but their collection bringing it there they've been generous enough to sponsor the event and donate a percentage of their sales so if you're a memorabilia head and you like memorabilia uh there'll be an opportunity to do that and to also get your own you get one signed item um if you uh when you with the ticket and then i think it's uh you know, we'll have many footballs and stuff there for a slide up charge to get it signed by whoever else you want. Uh, unlimited pictures taken with the guys, you know, um, you can take pictures with them. We'll have cameo style video shout outs available. So if you got like, like if your wife or daughter or, or a mom or dad or whoever has a birthday coming up or an anniversary, you can get to Carrie and Joyner to, to shout them out on your phone and, and say, Hey, Mary, happy birthday. This is to Carrie and Joyner. Uh, for I think twenty five dollars a piece, and five for a hundred, something like that. So there's 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 other little fundraising things that take place within it. But I I think the value of the ticket, and particularly the you know the rain check ticket, if you can't make it, is pretty solid considering yeah, you know you get so. signed items and stuff with, without even having to go. But it's uh, uh it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I yeah. I, I did not realize a hundred percent it was draft night when they scheduled it, but. Uh, that's it all is. right. Then, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. Well, and then and then in the Charleston event, we'll have the, we'll have the third round on on yeah. Saturday too. We'll you probably know, we'll see be, a we'll, couple of Gamecocks, get a couple of Gamecocks off the board, and, and, and all that. And, and then of course, there's that after party at Flint's house with the pool. <laughs> oh, is that where it is <laughs> on Saturday? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I was talking to Nat. I think, I'll be I think this I, Saturday. I think maybe heading. Maybe we, we're talking about me heading down. The I don't know. Well. well We'll be hanging with you, obviously, yeah, JB. We'll, so that we'll get it all. Fun. Yeah, we'll get it all taken care of. But anyway, appreciate uh, everybody's consideration for that, and certainly love you guys, all of you. You know, <laughs> this uh, this Jan, this collective right. business has been weird. Yeah, Jan's right. Jan, what Jan says, I enjoy hearing Xavier Leggett talk even more. Hey, look, good. Then tell tell folks to come to one or both of the Carolina Rise events because he'll be there talking to somebody yes he can talk to you as a matter of fact if you uh if you come because Xavier Leggett will be there and you can ask him all about that catch against Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl it was a hundred yard uh as a matter of fact hundred yard uh, returning is A&M yeah Yeah, he had some outstanding plays that's a kid that I I think is going to not be talked about enough as we move our way towards the season and then, yeah. like, when we get to game time, all of a sudden you're going to kind of look around at each other and go, oh, yeah, old Xavier Leggett's still out there. You know, he had another five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown today because Juice is obviously going to get all the attention. We all know how much Knox has gotten. I think Simon will continue to get more. I just love his game. Uh, and and then, of course, I mean, we, we right now, guys, I would – the biggest story has been Joiner 
slash what to do with the running backs, but now you're also you're also kind of bringing this new conversation of the offensive line into play with Jalen Nichols' injury, the future case mm-hmm. up in the air. We we don't know how proven Cindy Fugard is going to be. So so while there has been so much excitement about that position, now there's also a lot of oh my gosh, we have to wait four months to kind of find out where we're going to be here, uh, and then guys like Xavier Leggett are just going to kind of sneak under the radar, and then you're going to look up and all of a sudden realize that they, they're catching passes again. And they're pretty darn good. There's no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. You know, that's uh, all the storylines are right there. So, all right. Um, I I did see just a minute ago, too, and I want to get y'all's thoughts on this. So, um, Saunders said, whom I usually agree with everything Saunders says. I'm not saying I disagree. I just like to add a little bit to his comments in the Nanosports chat box. Clemson's meteoric rise uh, in recruiting was, in my opinion, in 14 to 15. The, like the years, 2014-15, they went from zero five stars in a class to three in one class. When will our first multi-five-star class happen? I'm hoping 2024. So you're not you're not wrong. Obviously, they added more talent. I, I, let me, let, let's add on to that a little bit, though. I've said this, I've said it, and I've said it again, and I mean this about both Carolina and Clemson. Uh, when the Tigers went from very good to elite was when they went from very good to elite on both lines of scrimmage. When South Carolina went from turning things around, getting going under Steve Spurrier to, oh, my God, they just won 33 games in three years, they were elite on both lines of scrimmage for the most part. So a couple of weaknesses here and there. But at that point in time, especially on the defensive side, were the, were the best they'd ever been. With Clemson, though, the main difference was they signed two – back-to-back, essentially once-in-a-generation-type quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, like them, love them, leave them, hate them, whatever it is, they were elite college quarterbacks, and they beat the crap out of everybody. And Clemson had great receivers and all that stuff. I know it. They've gone to the NFL. They had great run. They had all that stuff. I get it. They had great players. But great teams lose with great players. You You have a much better chance of winning it all if you are elite in the trenches and you have an elite quarterback, and that's exactly what they have. Yes. Sorry. Excuse me there. I meant to hit, um, um, point it out. And, and, and yeah, Clemson's line of scrimmage, and you can see it happening when they, uh, on defense, like their 2014 defense was ranked number one in the country. And that team was kind of transit. They, they started Cole Stout and Watson. Went, they went back and forth, whatever. Uh, but by the end of that year, that defense was 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 really something, and and they hadn't always been that good. And and that that part of it, th- those were guys they developed, like the Grady Jarretts of the world and the Shaq Lawsons and, and all those. And then behind those guys, they started bringing in Christian Wilkins and Cleveland Farrell and these monsters, you know. Um, and, and look, yeah, Clemson started signing multiple five stars, but look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out. This is the class after right right before Deshaun, 2013. Okay, you did get Mackenzie Alexander, Dorian Dorian O'Daniel. Those were Mackenzie was a five. <clears throat> Some of the higher rated guys in the class, like Tyshawn Dye, didn't really turn out. Tyrone Crowder was pretty good, uh, but then you start looking at who who were the guys that were playing on that national championship team in 16. Ben Bulware. Uh, 
low four-star from South Carolina. Shaq Lawson, low four-star from Daniel High School. Uh, J-Ron Curse was a freak, low four-star guy. They pulled out of Florida, didn't really – I think they beat Auburn on him. Mike Williams, who South Carolina dropped the ball on. How special was that guy? Still is. Uh, from yeah. down in Lake Mary, and, uh, you know, they were fortunate to get him because he was a Gamecock lean until, oh, I don't know, a couple of coaches decided just not to go to his school for a while and <laughs> question his speed. Wayne Goleman was an 89 and listed as an outside linebacker. How good was he? Cordera Tankersley was an in-state kid Carolina did not want, started for them. Jordan Leggett from the coastal paradise of Navarre, Florida, uh, they beat nobody for him. He was 205 pounds. How many how many catches did he make in that national champ, first national championship game? Yeah. Jadar Johnson was a player. T.J. Green from Alabama uh, was a guy that got drafted that was a, a, just a, somebody they got out of Bama, you know, that kind of thing. Ryan Carter was a two-star. Uh, they, they, they people thought they, they took him and Goldman to get Kim Dietschy, right, from Grayson. He ended up being a player. Uh, and then, of course, there's the, the Hunter Renfro story, which everybody knows. So, you know, yes, Clemson recruited its share of five stars, but they also did a fantastic job, at least initially, when they were building toward that championship moment of getting good, hard-nosed kids out of South Carolina and Alabama and Florida and Georgia and putting a team together around them. You know, uh, it wasn't always the, the Stephon Anthony's of the world, the five-star guys that were out there making the plays for them during their rise. And, and the similarities are with, with Beamer. We see guys like that. You know, we, we see the, the DQ Smiths, the Nick Emin Warres, and, you know, guys out there um, that maybe weren't the highest rated guys but are making plays. And then you combine the highly rated guys with them and hope they all pan out. That That's kind of, if you're looking at the Clemson model, that, that's kind of how they did it. And, you know, and, and you're right, JB. Don't think for a minute. Don't think for a minute. That uh, that uh, those two quarterbacks didn't mean an awful lot <laughs> as far as Clemson being successful, and those two guys are both good. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he he, after, he the sky's the limit for that guy. Absolutely. I mean, think yeah. about next year, and then Deshaun. I know he ran into some problems, but uh, he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL during his career as well. So I, I you know, I, I don't think for a minute that. You know, and, and and that's why we always talk about quarterback and being very, very important. And you always sign the best you can get. Uh, but um, you know, it's just interesting because a lot of people do, as Saunder pointed out, you know, talk about you know Clemson and all these five stars. And if you look at the, the who are the five stars, you know, there's a lot of guys like Deion Kane who are really good players, but were they as important as Hunter Renfro? Mike Williams, you know, Shaq Lawson, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, but uh, I always kind of point that out that, uh, yeah, it's nice to get those guys and it's nice to be elite, but but you better have in that second part of your class a lot of good evaluations and, and developmental guys as well. South Carolina sure has that. A lot of good evaluations right now in the 24 class. Uh, when we return our final break, of the afternoon here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. We will get to this question that was just asked a couple of minutes ago by James. What do y'all think about Clemson only offering 57 players from the 24 class? I've got a thought on that. We'll let uh, certainly uh, interested to hear JC and Phil's thoughts on that as well. Uh, plus, where South Carolina is and soon could be in the newest college football recruiting rankings. Sinorama. 
is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. They are the preferred sign partner of us inside the Gamecocks of the show. That's why we every day are in the Sinorama studios, and we are just thrilled, as always, to be a part of this great family headed up by a Gamecock alumni himself, Matt Vaughn. If you are in the sign industry or need something from the sign industry, whether it's for your business, whether you need your car wrapped, you just need some tablecloths made, whatever it could possibly be, it's Sinorama in West Columbia, but they can do whatever you need wherever you are in the state of South Carolina. It might be Myrtle Beach, it might be Greenville, it might be Hilton Head, it might be right smack dab there in the center in Columbia. Sinorama.com, 803-407-9284, that phone number. Call Matt Vaughn and his team. Look around Williams-Brice Stadium, Founders Park, Colonial Life Arena, and more. And all across campus, you'll find out how good they are if you didn't already know. The preferred sign partners of the Gamecocks, Sinorama.com. All right, final time out of the afternoon when we return. Again, that question and a couple of final nuggets on Carolina football recruiting. Is it done yet today? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Very sneaky, very sneaky. We'll be right back. The days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connor, mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, In fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com. And talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Ethan Petrie from Land Lakes, Florida. And you are listening to the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. (laughs) 
There's a high drive. That ball is tagged. That ball is way, way, way out of here. A grand slam home run for Ethan Gentry. What else can this young man do, Derek? My goodness, that ball was killed. Yeah. That, that ball was, was good, killed. Yeah, yeah, he did. He smashed that Yeah, thing. he hammered that one. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. He uh, Hopefully he can hit a couple of those this weekend because they're going to need him against the Gators. There's no doubt. Um, let's uh, cocky talk. Do you all think we can compete for the SEC East this year? They're going to win it. Matter of fact, cocky talk 12-0. Uh, you'll see him in Atlanta. That is my yeah. response to that, 12-0. Yes, I do. I think that they will win the whole damn thing. Um, Clint said his TBS subscription must have run out. Clint, uh, it sounds like your wife needs to quit spending money. Uh, it seems, it seems to me like uh, maybe your credit card is just not working. Yeah, uh, the so. wife thing, you know, I used to get that sometimes. Like, people cancel, you know, my, and, my, and it's, it's dead serious. Wife's making me give it up. And it's not the $9 or whatever. It's the probably spending too much time on the, on the site, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But since we got the promo where if you pay full price, you know, you don't come – because we have specials sometimes on TBS, like – and CBS and 24-7 run these, and they do a fantastic job for us. But uh, if you pay full price, you get Paramount Plus with it. So the wives have, have piped down a bit about the TBS membership because they, they're enjoying Paramount plus, you know, watching their programs or whatever, you know, I don't want to not have to watch my stories. So I guess you can get on that website, you know, yeah, you're not taking my stories away. You better renew Clint. Yeah. That's right. Come on, Clint, get your own credit card, man. Don't you know you got to put the man stuff on a different credit card? Clint, is this going to affect Paramount Plus? Am I not going to be able to watch, uh, what's, that, what's it called, Yellowstone? Yellowstone? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Is, is right. I'm not going to be able to watch Yellowstone now. I got to throw it in the side of one of my Twitter follows on uh, the uh, the Weefy tweeter machine, uh, the Taste of Country. Breaking news, John Dutton will die in season five. I said, oh, come on, man. What's, what's the point of you doing that? I got we, That's why we watch the show, to find out. Dumbass. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, come it's on, like, man. I got, I got that with Secession, because I watched that show on HBO, and, and they, they killed off. I don't know why. I mean, two, two of the shows I really got to do, Ozark and Succession, and both freaking shows killed off my favorite characters. Uh, now, stop, stop. Everybody's already seen Ozark, but I'm just getting started on. Spoiler uh, alert. Jeez. Golly. Well, you don't know who my favorite character is. I, so. don't, I can probably figure yeah. it out by watching one episode. I know you well enough. Oh, this guy's going to so die. Sorry. I mean, how do you know? People are having login issues on the Big Spur. Guys, get, how about, uh, I think 24-7. It's been generous because generous, I, I tried to update the commitment list a while ago and got an error message. So uh, it's, It is updated. Uh, South Carolina is up to number seven. We spoke about that earlier. 
Um, nice. That's on the uh, 24-7. So you're, you're looking at Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, LSU, Florida State, Penn State, and the Gamecocks. However, if certain things fall into place, you can look for that number to jump substantially relatively soon, JC. Uh, as in, like, to number five or maybe higher. So let's just keep our eyes on that. So no, what's, the, what's the probability of this class? Is he from? When it's all said and done inside the top ten. Uh, uh, the guy that we needed an answer from just blanked out. So yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's uh, I I hey uh, guys, I'm good on Ozark. Y'all can say whatever you want on Ozark. We watch we watched it yeah, over and over and over. So. That. But the the whole not, not on the succession stuff. Easy. Um, yeah, what's the likelihood? I mean, obviously, this is more of a JC question. I, I would say this though. I would say this just based on the the general public knowledge we have of the guys that are out there, and then based on the, I mean, I hate saying things like this because it feels so unfair to our audience. But like the quote unquote backroom audience conversations you have that you just can't do any you can't so with with that i i would say jc yeah uh the likelihood they're a top 10 class i would say right now it's better than 50 50 um but that can quickly change you gotta remember it changes all across the country yeah um but i would say right now it's better than 50 50 but as things go on time goes on and recruiting rankings update that could change but as we stand today Top 10 class, JC, better than 50-50 in your mind? Maybe, yeah? Yeah, right now. Well, things have to fall their right way, now. of course. And, you know, forgive my audio. Uh, for some reason, the Bluetooth cut off on my computer. And uh, my mouse is Bluetooth. So I don't really know how I'm going to turn it back on. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we're out of time anyways. Yeah, let's, squeeze in this, let's squeeze in this last question to uh, James. Sure. Do you think 57 offers that Clemson rolled out is low. It is low. Yep. But I'll let you take it from here. And, and their strategy now is to be real, relatively selective. I don't know enough about what their number situation looks like for this class. They're three. Uh, they're three over right now. Yeah, because Clemson, Clemson will take a thirteen-person class in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah. they, they've proven that most of the time. Those are pretty daggum good classes, right? But uh, so a very a pretty low number. Um, but uh, you know. Looking at the defensive players they got last year on that side of the ball, they're not slowing down. I mean, so, you know, but, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. Like I said, they, they, they've been known. Dabo will take a 13-person class. Not bad an eye. So uh, that's probably what it is with uh, their situation this year. Then you get to hear about how young they are when they're winning 11 games. Yeah. Oh, we're young. We're young. young. I know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, uh, well, and the, and the latest news out of Clemson is that they might be pulling three scholarships from walk-ons whom they'd already given scholarships to. Jeez, that's not a good look. Well, that but Debo told them that up front. Yeah, it happens. But it's, oh, and oh, it does well. happen. Yeah, no, yeah, but still, it's like. Geez. But it's you're right. That's not going to be the headline. It's going to be Clemson yanked scholarships from walk-ons. <laughs> hey, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It. I could just, just hear somebody in Alabama going, oh, yeah, I don't want that son of a bitch here at Alabama. He's screwing over the, the I'll say, I'll say Dabo is not an outstanding man. He is 
Uh, let's go get Kirby. What's he doing? Let's uh, go he's, get Kirby. He's in the yeah. gelding ceremony for Boom Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's being. That's right. At the feet of Dooley. Well. The left hand of Herschel. It's been a busy. Mount Munson. Yeah, right. Mount Munson. Uh, it is, uh, been a pretty pretty wild day around here, that's for sure. Uh, I would say to the fine, fine, fine folks who are still with us here, first of all, thank you for being with us. If any of you joined late and missed Monty Lee's interview, I really highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. He is always great, and he's a better guy and an even better friend, and I'm just honored to call him that. Uh, I would also say stay fairly engaged over the next hour or so. And uh, we'll see what we bring to the table tomorrow. Uh, JC, as always, has been excellent and got a feeling he might have a chance to be excellent again tomorrow. If he's not, we'll get rid of him and find somebody else. Um, And uh, Phil is always in charge, so we won't tick him off. Classic Phil. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios. I hope you have the most wonderful of Wednesdays as the weather here in South Carolina is absolutely beautiful. And as always... Go Gamecocks. See you tomorrow.